early in my uh, uh, walk with Christ was this verse, Jeremiah 12, 5. If you have run with footmen and have tied you out, then how can you compete with horses? If you fall down in a land of peace, how would you do in the thickets of the Jordan? When I think about running and competing, running against footmen, normal people, and then it says, how can you compete against, or how can you fight against horses? There's this impossible life I am really fighting for to get to. I want God to call me. When we were playing the number one team, right, when I was playing in sports, if we were playing the number one team, I wanted to be called on to be able to go in and make the play or play and compete against them. I want to compete against horses. And this land and this place and this, 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 this kingdom of heaven that I seek it's a thicket. There's a Jordan that has thickets. I want to be prepared for that. And it's going to be a fight to get there. <clears throat> Paul says, I have fought the fight. This is not up there, but I have fought the good fight and I have run the race. As people who want, to, want the church that Jonathan described last week, this church that is not cliques, not gangs, but a church where people come together and they're, see, and they're loving the one who loved them. They're worshiping the one that loved them. It's going to be a fight. The unfortunate thing is that many Christians don't realize that we are actually in a fight. And this fight is for all of us. This fight isn't always physical. And matter of fact, I could go as far as to say that 95% of this fight isn't physical. It is something else. And I'll allude to that. So the first thing we got to do is figure out, you know, what kind of fight we in. You know, I remember when Tori and I first had our first one of our first fights, one of our first fights when we were engaged. And I say engaged because we had fights before that. <laughs> That's crazy, right? And then God was like, let's put two of them together and see what happens. <laughs> put the DVR on, let's see what happens. And he said, like, if they don't build it on the rock, it would turn to stones and rock. But we were, we were engaged, and I didn't realize we had a fight. I thought it was just a serious argument. And we pull up to this couple's house who had been married at, for some time, and they said, man, have you guys had your first fight yet? And I'm like, no, I wouldn't hit a woman. Why would I do such a thing? <laughs> and, and, and Tori's like, we just had a fight. What do you mean? It's like, oh, is that a fight? Because where I'm from, fights look a little different. <laughs> the theme, so my goal today is not only to make you laugh, but make you cry, and in two hours say goodbye, in the time together, I want to show you uh, we are in a fight, how to attain it, sustain it, and then it's possible, sustain in it for, for what you're fighting for, this impossible life. I want to show you those things. Uh, the theme today is fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Or you could write it as fight the good fight for the impossible life. Or... You could rap it. Fight the good fight for the impossible life. Fight the good fight for the impossible life. Farce. All right. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. First Timothy. <laughs> Malik, why are you laughing, man? Why are you sitting in the front row, man? Hey. First Timothy 6. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. All right. If you flee something, you have to pursue something. If you go away from, if you remove something from your life, you have to apply something to your life or else what you flee from will come back. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called 
and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Mm, yes, I like Malik being here. He hit him with that amen. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I want to do two things. I want to help us. I'm going to break this down for us a little bit. I want to start off first with this of faith part. I want to tell you what you're fighting for. I want to tell you what you're fighting for, the of faith part. And then the other part is fight the good fight. I'm going to explain what that means later. But first, of faith. What are you fighting for? You guys like stories? Because I, I littered it with this paper with a lot of it. So I'm hoping that you enjoy them and you laugh. When I was a junior in high school, I went to this high school dance. I didn't attend this high school, but the high school was in the neighborhood where I was growing up. I went to a different one. And they was having a dance party. And uh, we've all been there before. We were talking to someone, and their eyes are telling us something is going on, right? Something is going on behind us, right? As I see you guys, I could get a kind of read if the screen is off or something, you know. So I'm at this dance, and I'm dancing with a young lady, you know, getting my boogie on, right? And her eyes is telling me there's something is going on behind us. So I do one of these numbers, and I look and there's a fight going on. And this fight is involving my cousin. Without, uh, without even thinking twice, I drop, I stop dancing, and I just engage in this fight. Because family is important to me, right? So I started fighting. I'm throwing, you know, the haymakers or whatever. And I look to my left, and my older sister is fighting. She's in there, and she's, I'm like, I got to step up my game. She's in there like, wow, I can't believe this. Yes, I grew up in a violent <laughs> neighborhood and things. It, ah, yes, the Lord has redeemed me. Yes, and redeemed me. Amen, sister. Yes. And so um, as we're fighting and everything, and then all of a sudden the, the fight comes to a broad halt. It, it's, it stopped, right? Because people are yelling, hey, here comes the security guards or whatever. And so we take off running. Me and my sister get to a point where we can kind of debrief about what just happened. I looked over, I say, Ruby is her name. I say, why were you fighting? She goes, I was fighting because you was fighting. Oh, I said, she, why, were you, she said, why were you fighting? I was fighting because Carl was the court. He was fighting. Why was he fighting? I don't know. That's <laughs> crazy. What were we fighting for? We don't know. Well. I'm going to tell you guys what we're fighting for. <clears throat> it says, of faith, take hold of the eternal life of which you were called and about which you make the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You're in a fight. We're fighting for faith. The question is, what is faith? Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We've been talking endless weeks, multiple weeks, I'm sorry, about the impossible life. This idea of the sleeper agents are waking up. That's what we're fighting for. That we're fighting for these churches, this church, not the cliques, not the gangs. We're fighting for people to have origin stories where they were living a certain way. They came and they encountered Jesus Christ. And out of that, they're living a completely different life that glorifies God, that people are finding their strength like Gideon and that they're communing with God. That's what we're fighting for. 
It says, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession. It could also be written, take hold of the impossible life to which you were called. I told you I grew up without a father in the home. And so because of that, the great, one of the biggest things I ever wanted to be in my life was a father. Was a father. As I pursued that and learning what that meant, I was, had this opportunity to meet the, the most gorgeous woman I ever met. <laughs> my wife, Tori. Mm. And I was able to become a husband. And out of that, that relationship became a father. And I began to fight for what that really meant, what that looked like, so I can be this thing that I didn't have growing up. So I can be this thing, this, this, this presentation of something that, that my kids can have that I didn't. I began to learn from other fathers what that meant, what it means to be a father. I began to learn from God what that means to be a father. I am fighting for this impossible life so that I could be engaged in my kids' life. I could be engaged with my wife in a sense as a, as a good husband, as a good father. I'm not just sitting on this sweet by and by, waiting for the big swing in the sky to come kumbaya me up. I'm fighting for that. I'm fighting to be this thing that God said that I can be. And that's the same thing, that impossible life that you're looking for. It's going to take a fight. <clears throat> Think about when you got saved. Think about what your life was like before you said, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I told you a little bit about mine. Remember that there was something about it that, 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 that convinced you, that convicted you, that pierced you to the heart to say, you know what, I, I got to make this decision. It wasn't, I know it wasn't just that he died for your sins and he had rose. There was something that he was calling you into. That is that impossible life that you've got to fight for. I was, uh, like, uh, you've heard this before, but I'll tell you again, I just can't tell enough. I was chasing football because it was bringing me identity significance. And someone told me that if I would put my hope in Jesus, he would give me identity and a hope that no one could take, that no one could destroy. And I wanted that. And I fought for that. So when most people have maybe a serious injury or, or not, the opportunity to go, maybe go to the draft doesn't come up for them and they have to hang up the cliques, for me, I, I was able to do it knowing that my hope is in Jesus, my identity is in Jesus. Every day I'm becoming a better husband and father. And I want to ask you this. What does your best heaven look like? Now that question has your in it. And heaven isn't about you. But that's the thing that got me going. I felt like God had asked me, hey, what does your heaven look like, Jesse? I say, I got to be a good father. And I'm, I'm not saying, hey, you're going to pursue something that is all about you because that's not what the kingdom of heaven is like. But I think that part of what you're going after and what you want in life, God has something in there for you that, that, that he wants in his kingdom. But you're going to have to fight for it. I told God, I want to be the best father to ever walk on the face of this earth. He goes, that's impossible because I'm that father. I said, okay. <laughs> I'll be number two. <laughs> I'm really competing against horses. That's what I'm trying to do because the school system wants to grow my kids up. Society and culture wants to grow my kids up. Our kids up. No, not going to let it happen. Because where we're going to go, I don't, I, didn't, I don't know Johnny B. Brinson. That's my grandfather, my dad's dad. Never knew him. 
but the, 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 the Jordan I'm fighting for that has thickets and why I call my dad every Thursday is because I want Zeb and Ayana and Izzy's kids to know who Jesse Brinson Sr. is. That we can have a Jordan where we know generation after generation and they can hear from them themselves, hey, this is the fight he fought, this is the fight I fought, have fought, and, and then they can hear from their parents. So you're in a fight. Everyone say, I'm in a fight. I'm in a fight. Or I'm sorry, we're, we're fighting for faith. Say that, we're fighting for faith. All right, good deal. The next part, fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. There's two points here. You got to fight, and if there's a good and bad fight, right? There's, there, there's a good fight, there's a bad fight, and I'm going to explain those to you. Fight the good fight. Believe it or not, you're in a fight. You have to realize this. You have to. A guy want to ask the question, or people, you, maybe you've even had, had people ask you this question. Uh, if God is real, why are there so much evil in the world? And the response could be, well, what have you done? What have you done to stop the evil? Because God has put us in charge of this world and this responsibility and in advancing his kingdom. Who's seen Madagascar 2? Get a little bit more hands than the color purple, I'm sure. All right. <clears throat> so in Madagascar 2, Alex the Lion, who's the king of New York, right, takes another trip back to Madagascar with, you know, his, his gang, you know, the zebra and everybody else. And, uh, and then he ends up running into his, his parents, right? He, he, you know, in his mind, he didn't have this concept of parents, but his mother, like mothers do, man, that looks like my baby. Alakay? And he's like, no, Alex, but that's what they called him, Alakay, before he was taken. And, and they come to realize that that's our son that was taken years ago. And, da and dad's in their mind, you know, man, I, I got to get him ready to take over the pride, everything we've done here. And the way that they did that was this ritual where they had to fight someone and show that they were, you know, had the ability to fight and protect the, the pride. So his deceitful uncle, who wants the pride, tells Alake, asks for, to fight Titsi. Titsi is a foot taller than me and on steroids. Imagine that lion, right? And, but he doesn't know it. He's like, great, I'll, hey, uh, his dad says, who do you want to fight? Titsi. And his dad's like, that's my boy. All right. Yeah, yeah. Go right after it. <laughs> but what he didn't tell him that he was actually in a fight. And, and what Alex hadn't did a good job of communicating was that when I said I'm the king of New York, I got that name because I was performing as the king. And, you know, I, I didn't actually fight anyone to become this king. I was performing and that's how I got the name. And so he thought he had these skills. Well, Titsi gets into the circle. And, and, and long story short, Alex gets knocked out, boom. And they get banned from the tribe. And they're walking in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, and his dad goes, man, I can't believe you didn't tell me this. You didn't know how to fight. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't know what was going on. And Alex's response was, well, a little bit of a, a fatherly advice would help. Like, you're in a fight. And here's your fatherly advice, everyone. You're in a fight. You're in a fight, believe it or not. That they, check this out. Galatians 5, 17. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. 
and the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sin for nature's desire. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. So your body, your flesh is wanting you to go one way, while the spirit that's also in you, that God has given you, is wanting you to go this way. Wanting to lead you towards this impossible life. And they're continuing warring against one another. They're fighting against one another. And you have to subdue it. You have to master it, as uh, God told uh, Cain in Genesis. So there's this, this, in a sense, personal fight. The second type of fight you're in is, I tell you, you're Peter on the rocks. On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. The kingdom of heaven, to advance it, for the kingdom of heaven to, to be what it is, you've got to fight for it. You've got to fight to obtain it. You've got to fight to live in it. The kingdom of heaven, if you decide, you know what, I'm going to live for Jesus and everything that he promised me as we were talking, you're going to have to fight for it. It says that the, uh, the, um, it says that the gates of hell should not prevail against this kingdom of heaven, against, against this, this church. What that is saying is that the church is advancing. It's moving forward. And there's places you're going to have to take the church that the gates of hell has set up camp. And the, and, the, and the gates aren't going aren't to come off and just be like, hey, man, chill out, right? They're, you know, they're not fighting back in the sense of um, it's, it's gates. They're, they're, the point is they have set up camps somewhere, and we should be taking the kingdom of heaven somewhere, on your campus, in your home, uh, in your business, uh, uh, on your sports team, whatever it would be, we should be advancing the kingdom of heaven. There's a fight going on. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force and that's key to understand because it says from the days of john the baptist till now john the baptist came preaching a message that hey you remember those old practices we used to have right when we were sacrificed doves or lambs and your sins would be forgiven hey there's something new coming i'm preparing the way for that i'm preparing the way for that right and it's going to be this guy named jesus so won't you be baptized into this this new covenant this new thing Right. And that kingdom that he was preaching, violent men wanted to begin to try to take that and bag it and sell it. What did I mean by that? Break it down just a little bit for you. If you remember, Jesus went into the temple. Right. And he, he, he said, my and forgive me, I forgot completely how to quote it. Uh, my my house should not be a, a, a den of thieves, but of. And I'm waiting for someone who actually knows house of prayer. All right. Because they had made it a place where they were trying to sell salvation. But that's not how it is. It suffers violence because people are trying to take what the kingdom of heaven is doing and trying to sell it to people. Black Lives Matter made, I don't know, a couple. That's never happened. Had made millions off the sentiment idea that black people matter, right? Hey, I'm trying to be serious here. Because justice is right. God has got a justice. He wants things to be done right. He wants, he wants people to have justice, but he wants it done according to his kingdom. And they made millions off of it. And could be arguably say billions, but they sold that. 
They sold that concept. <clears throat> There's more I can say about that, but I just I want to just stay focused. You're, you're in a fight, and, and it's waging war. This this these ideas that are coming against the kingdom of heaven, and there is no neutrality. There isn't like I I as someone as as people would say, growing up in a black skin, can't have one foot in this idea that black lives matter and everything that they were standing for and say, my hips are bad, uh, and I am for the kingdom of heaven. You're either in the kingdom of heaven and everything that it encompasses or you're in this other world. And you have to commit for the, to the impossible life which claims the, the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> Let's, let's continue to move on, because I want to, I don't know what I want to do. I just want to make sure you guys understand. This is a good fight, and, 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 and this is a good fight. It's a worthy fight. It produces everything that everyone can benefit from. Everyone can flourish. And not to say that we want to pursue the kingdom of heaven for the purpose of uh, uh, how, how, it, how better it can make me. Though the byproduct is you will become a better person. You will have a better life. You will. I, when, I, when I think about this, this, this fight is good, I think about in, in, in juxtaposition to the, the Black Lives Matter um, kind of concept, Matthew 13, 47, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and drew in all kind of fish, the bass, the crappie, the marlins, which people hang on their walls, to the, the catfish that are bottom feeders. What I'm saying, it draws in all kinds of people, all kinds of people, no matter the socioeconomic status, <clears throat> no matter the race, no matter the sex, it draws in all types of people. But there's a bad fight. This is a good fight. That, that's the fight that's worth fighting. We have to understand what is the bad fight, because there's some bad things you could fight for. Um, if anyone, uh, 1 Timothy 6, 3, if anyone teaches a different doctrine, doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that occurs with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understanding nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels and words. I think we, we saw a lot of that. I wanna, I wanna skip down to six. Now there is great gain in godliness. I'm sorry, let's go back to five. <clears throat> Hey guys, don't laugh at me. And partway through four it says, he has a unhealthy craving for controversy, quarrels, words, which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicion, and suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in the mind. <clears throat> I'm taking a moment to figure out where I was, not where I was going with this, but the, the point, the actual verse I'm looking for. Verse 9, but those who desire to be rich fall, fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. But those who desire to be rich, those who go after riches, <clears throat> this is this, that pretext verse that, Tim, that Paul was communicating to Timothy. This is what people who fight for the wrong thing, the bad fight, this is what, how they end up. He continues on in verse 10, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith, 
from the impossible life from the kingdom of heaven and pierced themselves with many pains. But as for you, O man of God, and I've told you guys this before and I'll tell you again, if I have to be the bride of Christ, then you ladies, you get to be part of this O man of God. Flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness. James 4.1, James 4.1, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You can fight for the good fight of faith, or you can fight for those things that lead to murder, envy, strife. I want to make one more point about this fighting, and then we're going to, going to land this plane. Uh, you're in a fight to obtain it and sustain it, to purchase it and to keep it. It's like, uh, uh, well, let me share this verse. It says, then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. All right? To cultivate it, to make it better, to make it produce fruit, to expand it, to keep it. Why would he say keep it? If I give you, if, 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 if. Uh, uh, I give you something to keep, Michael, right? And then some person comes and, and tries to take it away from you. You have to keep it, right? You got to guard it. He was telling them, hey, there's an enemy out there that is going to come and try to take what, what's being created, what, 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 what I'm asking you to do here. So you got to fight to, to obtain it and fight to sustain it. It's like losing weight. None of you have ever had that problem, I know, but I do. I am, uh, a month ago I was 252. I can probably say I'm 250. <clears throat> Come on, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Yes, a buddy once told me, hey, it's easier to stay at a weight than it is to get back to it. And believe it or not, I was two and a quarter one time and it's been so hard to get back there. And it is so challenging to stay at 250. This past week, we had call ice cream. And someone told me it was good. They did not lie. <laughs> and the, at this place, we were celebrating the basketball season. And they sent the leftovers home with us. There isn't any leftovers. I just hope I am under 250 when I wait in on Wednesday. <clears throat> but it's a fight to live in this impossible life because my kids are knucklehead. Our kids are knucklehead, and I could be the worst father. But that's not the impossible life I want to live. I want to be the good father. But it could get on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> it's a fight to keep it. Think about that life you're fighting for. It's a fight to keep it. <clears throat> um, Let's, let's, so what are you going to do about it? What can you do about it? You got to fight. Here's a couple things I want you to think about. The first thing is you have to transform your mind. How do we fight this? We got to first transform our mind. Rethinking. The, the fight the, that I didn't know was a fight when Tori and I was arguing, I had to tra oh, that's a fight. Okay, what, what, what was going on? What was warring? Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, be, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Renew your mind. Then we can't wage war like the old world. Anyone ever had this one before? What's the next slide say? 
That's how I used to wage war, right? When the conversation, when the conversation is heating up and guy reminds you, <laughs> reminds you it's not Christ-like to body slam somebody. Because sometimes you really just want to body slam somebody. But that's not how we wage war, my friends. 2 Corinthians 10.3, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. All right. Uh, uh, curse words, uh, physical, um, uh, reject, you know, rejecting people because they rejected me, um, um, et cetera. Ex- uh, so <laughs> for the weapons of our warfare is not the flesh, but having but have divine power to destroy strongholds. <clears throat> so how do we do this then? We wage war by putting on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6, you've, you've heard this before, and if you haven't, this is, this, is, this is the answer to your prayers. The impossible life. How can I fight for this impossible life? The thing that I took hold of when I made my confession before many of witnesses. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. All right? Even though... What my wife said to me, it, it was probably her fault. No. no, even though it did come from her and maybe it did seem unloving. Maybe what they did seemed like they rejected you or meant harm. But we're not fighting against the flesh and blood. But against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers of the un over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. She. She might not admit it that way, but I took it that way. Maybe it was because the spiritual forces had put in me something that my insecurity, my identity was attacked. I felt attacked in that. Maybe I felt rejected because of something the enemy had been telling me, or maybe they did, but maybe the enemy had done something or wanted her to react in a certain way so that he could call division between us. But we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against these these unseen powers. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened the belt of truth. Right? What, what keeps us together? What's going to keep you from being double-minded? What's going to keep you from falling into false doctrine? What's going to keep you from uh, 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 go, uh, abandoning the faith that you have the truth that you you've, you've uh, built it yourself up with the understanding and the doctrine of God of Jesus and Jesus Christ and who he is and what he's doing and having put on the breastplate of breast <clears throat> breastplate of righteousness this idea that I mean I'm, I'm doing things right according to what God has asked or challenged me to do that's a that's a confidence that I can go into a fight right I have some guarding my heart why, what, what is, what is it guarding my heart? This righteousness that I'm pursuing. <clears throat> As shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, this gospel of completeness, this gospel of understanding that, that in God I'm made whole. I don't, I don't have to um, be unsure of myself because what God is doing in my life, he's bringing to completion. In all circumstances, take up the shield, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which can extinguish all the flamey darts of the evil one, right? 
right? You are not a good fa- you're not a good father. <laughs> yes, you know, I'm, I'm learning after uh, the, the father of all fathers, right? You're a terrible husband. <laughs> nope. I'm, sacri- I'm learning more and more how to sacrifice for the church like Jesus, uh, how to sacrifice for my wife like Jesus sacrificed for the church, right? The, 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 the dark's going to come, but what? The shield of faith is what I'm blacking with. Right? I'm, I'm going with the shield of impossible life. Uh, I'm seeing it how God sees it. Yeah, I might have made that mistake, I, I, and, you know, and I've made plenty, but because of the shield of faith and how God sees it and I'm bought into that, I'm going after that. <clears throat> and I can block the lies that he throws. Take up the helmet of salvation. <clears throat> this, this, uh, this confidence that I'm being renewed, that I, I'm saved, I'm taking, that the, that the eternal promise that I have is, is, is covering me. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, continually filling ourselves with what God says, what he is not only says for our life, but the areas and places that we're at, that he has called, that he's complete, that he's continually communicating about the kingdom of heaven. That's how we fight with that. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, brings about the fruit of the spirit. The more you wield the sword, the more you use the sword, the more it produces the fruit. The more you put it into your life and you're using it and you're, you're, you, you, you're putting it before yourself, the more you're going to experience and, and produce the fruit of the spirit. In Galatians 5.22, <clears throat> In 19, it says, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissension, divisions, enviness, uh, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things would not inherit the impossible life. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. We've never seen a guy taken to jail for being extra loving, being too kind, being too gentle. When my wife and I are, 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 are um, fighting, it's, it's a lot of times because I not... I wasn't gentle, I wasn't kind, I wasn't practicing the fruit of the spirit and taking away from that impossible life I so dream and want. You're in a fight, there's a good fight and it's for the fight of faith. That if you fight the good fight of faith, that you could receive this impossible life you, you, you long for, that you want, that, you, that you've, many of you, I believe, have been walking into. But you're going to have to fight to obtain it and fight to sustain it. As we go forward from here, I just, I just want to encourage us. I want to let us know that it's worth, it's worth it. It's worth it. When I switched my identity from just being a football player, it, it's been so worth it. 
that I'm, I'm, I'm much more than just someone on the football field. When I switched my identity from being a fatherless person but knowing that God is my father in heaven, I've, I've grown so much in what that idea means uh, to be a father and, and be a father uh, in, in our home. Uh, when I've left this idea, just I, I didn't have, I didn't know what it meant to be a husband. I just didn't see it. My stepfather was addicted to drugs. My mother got married when I was about 16. And man, uh, he had some good tendencies. He wanted to help me grow up, but it, uh, I'm sorry. He had some good tendency in, in really trying to love my mother and he just had a different addiction. He wasn't really sacrificing what he needed to, to be the husband he needed to be. And the more and more I've decided, you know what, God, I want to be who you call me to be, to be a husband and, and, and for your daughter, Tori, and it's just like he's, he's, he's showing me more and more and it's taken a lot but I'm walking into it in that same promise, not in the sense of being husband for you guys out there, but the impossible life that you want. God is saying, hey, I have it here for you, but there, it will take a fight. Here's a great thing is you're, you could do it. You can do it. If I can do it, you, you definitely can do it. And he loves you to death. He's you're worthy of it, and he wants you to have it. Will you engage continuously in this fight with me? Pray. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that we're not left alone, Lord, to wonder what the impossible life looks like. But, Lord, you, 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 you've shown us, Lord, that there's something specific for us in our impossible life. But that impossible life fits into this larger thing that you're doing in your church and in the, uh, with your uh, expanding the kingdom of heaven. Lord, we have to be people who would fight, people who were warriors, Lord to see your kingdom come about, to come about in the, to, to, for our prayers to be answered for our own lives, for our families, for our community, Lord, for our campus, Lord. Lord, I pray the spirit of, not, not uh, I pray the spirit of fight would enter us, Lord, not the, um, the bickering, not the, the one to, uh, um, for pride, but the one that says, you know what, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to see the kingdom of heaven advanced. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to see origin stories happen. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to see, to see the church be the church and not cliques. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to see people uh, have a desire to commune with God. May that spirit of might come upon us, Lord, in this, in this hour, in this time. May we may stand firm, as it says, as, as, as uh, children of you, Lord, in your kingdom. I thank you. We thank you, Lord, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.